Hey, business storytellers, it's Christoph Trapp, your host and author of Content Performance Culture. Thanks for joining us for another episode on virtual events. You know, it used to be I get on a plane, I go to an event and, you know, speak there, see people, meet people, enjoy the local uh, food scenery and all those different things. And of course, 2020, uh, you can check out my one-star review, ctrap.online forward slash shirt kind of change that. Now, that's not always a bad thing um, that we now have many, many more virtual events, uh, but some of the virtual events are just terrible. I mean, they're worse than than Zoom meetings. Honestly, the Zoom monologue, we don't want it. Stop talking, engage people. But the one thing I wanted to talk about today is I attended the Content Tech Summit. Um, I was actually going to go to San Diego to, to moderate. Uh, and then Content Marketing World, of course, also moved online this year. Uh, and I spoke at Content Marketing World about voice search and what content marketers need to know. But one thing that really struck me was the platform that content marketing, that the Content Marketing Institute used. And I was watching, um, I was watching uh, a session and I could skip forward. So if I didn't want to listen to the guy's introduction, I could skip to the next session. If I already knew the next session, I could skip to the next one. So I thought, whose platform is that? This is awesome, brilliant for a guy like me who wants to fast forward through the commercials. And of course, that is um, the platform is Open Exchange. And I asked the chief content officer, um, Michael Kolowicz, to join me on the show to, to give us the, the background on what's the platform, what inspired it, and you know, is everybody as happy as I am with it, the platform? Uh, Michael, how's it going? Very well, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me. And of course, I always like the title Chief Content Officer. Uh, of course. We, <laughs> we need more content leaders. Um, so uh, thanks for joining us. And so tell me about tell me about the platform. What like uh, how, how do people use it? And uh, how did you connect with uh, the, the folks at CMI? Well, you know, it's difficult to believe that that, you know, virtual conferences barely existed. Uh, at the start of this year, and now they're really the lifeblood and, and the lifeline uh, of people who depend on you know conferences and trade shows and exhibitions to uh, you know do all kinds of things. You know, introduce and learn about new products, disseminate and absorb information. Uh, you know, maintain rich connections with with you know customers and prospects and and professional peers. Uh, so, you know, we uh, at the beginning of this year. Uh, we adapted a platform that we uh, have actually had in the market for about 11 years for online presentations. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I really set out in, in, in 2010 to kind of reinvent the, uh, the business presentation for an online, on-demand, 24-7, video-enabled mobile world. Um, and, and so we created this platform called Novio, K-N-O-V-I-O. My old company was called Knowledge Vision, and Novio was, was Knowledge Vision without two-thirds of the letters. And, uh, uh, and, and so, you know, uh, it, it, it evolved for a number of years. We got uh, linked up with Content Marketing Institute uh, in, I think it was 2015. Uh, we started do, doing an on-demand version of the of the show um uh, of their uh, their main show which is uh, content marketing world and you know content marketing world 
has about 155 sessions. Uh, when you go to content marketing world, it is mind boggling. Uh, there are at any given time, five, uh, I'm sorry, uh, as many as 12 breakout sessions going at a time. And it's impossible to attend every session, right? You know, there's always this dilemma. You know, there are three sessions you want to attend at 10 o'clock and nothing that you're particularly interested in at 11 o'clock. Uh, so, so, you know, this was a way of providing people who attended the show an opportunity to um, to, uh, 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 to to watch you know content that they might have missed or even rewatch uh, content. I'm, I'm sure your session uh, was something people wanted to you know uh, watch and watch again so that they could get all the all the information. So uh, it was it was pretty natural for us to migrate from the on-demand uh, version to actually going to a full virtual event. But when we did that, uh, there were you know, a lot of things that we had to do uh, and, and really invent along with Content Marketing Institute uh, in order to, to adapt the platform and really take what was an extraordinary physical event and turn it into uh, a virtual event that was really engaging. So, of course, one of the things I I liked, and I saw it also at Martech, uh, the Martech conference, uh, four sessions at once or whatever it was, and I would just look, right? Like, did I want to watch that session or that session? And then if I didn't like a session, I would just switch to the other one, which then, again, yeah. would start from the beginning, right? And I can't yeah. do that at an actual physical conference. Because no, exactly. You're going to walk out. Are you going to walk out of the room, right? You know, that... that, that that crazy moment when you get up and, and people are all looking at you and, and saying, okay, well, you know, you're walking out of this session. You, yeah. you just can't do that uh, at a physical conference the way you can, you know, in a virtual conference, right? And what's interesting about that is, so Content Marketing Institute, of course, has um, in, empowered attendees to actually walk out and say, if it's not the right session, leave. But it's still awkward, right? Especially if, if you're sitting in the front. But let's put the awkwardness aside. Even if you leave, the other session doesn't start from the top. <laughs> you right. Know? It starts no, where exactly. it starts wherever it is. So I think from that perspective, I mean, there is a big, big advantage because uh, you can jump around and you can move on to other things. Um, but so I like that. I, in fact, I would almost say I love that feature because I do it all the time. I listen to podcasts. I do fast forward. I listen at one point five. They start talking about stuff I don't care about. I go skip, skip, skip 15 seconds, you know, all those different things. Uh, but is there a trade-off? I know you talked about virtual versus uh, physical. Uh, is there a trade-off for not having, um, you know, a live session, um, you know, and, and having a recorded session? Because you can't do that if it's a live session, I assume, or can you? You can do it if it's a live session. You mean uh, as, as far as going back to the beginning and things like that? Right. Yeah, we we, we have this, this feature uh, in the platform called Never Late, uh, which you'll really like. It, you know, if, even if you arrive 10 minutes late to a session or 15 minutes late to a session, you can actually scroll back uh, to the beginning. 
uh, or you you can actually see an outline of all the all the topics that have been covered up to that time, and you can go back and say, well, I I don't need to see the you know his intro and bio, uh, but I am really interested in you know in what he's talking about, kind of this form of search engine optimization or whatever, um, and and so you can go to that uh, that section. Um, so uh, so yes, you you can't you obviously can't scroll forward in uh, uh, in a live presentation, but you can actually, you know, choose to rewatch from the beginning uh, or uh, pick it up in progress or anything in between. So that's, I, I would be interested to see how that might evolve to physical conferences, right? I mean, I know it doesn't work if it's live <laughs> uh, right there, but it is a nice feature because, uh, you know, if you're leaving a session, sometimes it's really hard to get into the movie halfway through, right? Uh, same concept here. How 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 do you feel about live versus recorded? What's what's preferred? Well, it's interesting. You know, we just uh, uh, recently completed uh, the virtual content marketing world uh, in October, and um, and uh, the conference organizers decided that most of the conference contact uh, content would be uh, pre-recorded. Um, and, and this is kind of risk management as much as anything else. But what we found was that the keynote presenters actually used that opportunity uh, to do a lot more creative work with their presentations than they would have maybe you know, standing up on a stage uh, with some slides or visuals. Um, you know, we had people, you know, out kind of illustrating their, you know, uh, uh, their points, uh, you know, standing on, on a pile of dirt and shoveling. And I mean, there, there's just wild stuff. And, and so what we found was that by allowing keynote speakers uh, to pre-record, we actually got uh, a lot more creativity. Now, one of the things that is missing, though, uh, is uh, you know the, the the question and answer period. Either the the kinds of questions and answers you get in a keynote presentation, maybe by by the host or the moderator, you know, the host of the conference, uh, or even uh, questions from the audience. So, one of the ways that we fixed that was that each um, each session, each keynote session, uh, had a an "Ask Me Anything" live session uh, that uh, uh, that was broadcast immediately after their pre-recorded uh, session. So, so there might be like a half-hour uh, keynote, and then a live "Ask Me Anything" uh, session. And so, during the keynote, uh, people who are watching can lob in questions. And uh, the moderator gets uh, gets all those questions, and then at the end of the the, the pre-taped section, uh, we go live and uh, do a little Q and A. Uh, and and so, you know, there's there's a a bit of the best of both worlds. And you know what's interesting about Q and A as well? I mean, why do you have to have a Q and A session where where somebody answers everybody's question one by one? You know, why can't you just have a chat room? Um, or like a Twitter chat or something. That's always when I'm at a real when I'm at a physical conference. 
you know, some people start asking questions and then like, I'm like, I don't really care about that topic. You know, it's the same thing. How do you, uh, you can kind of skip around, I guess. Well, that's, that's one of, one of the uh, uh, advantages of having moderated questions is that you don't get these really niche uh, you know, questions that you know uh, are, might not be of, of general interest to an audience. So, so the, the moderator can curate questions uh, to really focus on those that are going, going to be of general interest um, to, uh, uh, to the whole audience. So there's another uh, you know, advantage of, the, of this hybrid kind of uh, pre-recorded and live format uh, that you can have you know, uh, uh, question curation, if you will. And of course, uh, Michael, you spoke about uh, behind the curtain, what every marketer should know about virtual conferences at uh, this year's content marketing world. Um, did you pitch that before all this happened or uh, did that happen after the fact? No, it, uh, this really uh, was an opportunity to show kind of how one of these things works from the from the backside. I, I, I think you know, I've, I've always, as a conference attendee, uh, been interested in kind of the inner workings. And maybe that's, you know, a bit of my history as a, as a television producer and, and, uh, and, and geek, uh, that I, I like to know how things work. Uh, so I thought that we would kind of pull back the curtain and not only show how this very, very complex conference was put together, you know, showing the platform and some of the decisions that have to be made, um, uh, but also to, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, well, uh, I, 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 wanted, I really wanted to, uh, uh, to show a little bit more of the, um, you know, the uh, inner workings of, of, you know, how it all worked. Certainly, things have changed this year. I mean, how virtual events, right? How how people, um, how they're interested in using them and whatnot. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of our work actually as a company is in investor conferences. Uh, so so we, you know, our clients are are many of the world's largest uh, banks. You know, like J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley and and uh, uh, Goldman Sachs and all those guys, and and they have all these you know big investor conferences. Uh, and it's really funny. A lot of them, you know, are pretty set in their ways. And and you know, one of these big banks, which shall be rena uh, remain nameless, started their conference by saying, you know, we don't need video. Um, you know, all of our investors are used to being on conference calls with CEOs. Well, you know, after the first day, they got so many, you know, complaints uh, from investors uh, who were saying, hey, we really appreciate the opportunity to look these uh, CEOs in the eye as they're talking about their plans and how they're reacting to COVID and how they're coping and what, you know, uh, what, what their outlook is. Um, you know, audio doesn't cut it. And so, so, so this, uh, this conference, by, by the time the second day and third day came along, the second day, 
was uh, was video, and on the third day, 100% was audio. Um, so there is a certain amount of adaptation going on in the world as you know organizations learn how to use this medium. Yeah, I, I just think it's so hard to figure out what's the right angle on where do you put your camera and all those things. Uh, I actually now, most of my video, uh, Michael, I do on, on my iPad, and I have a iPad tripod now that I put in front of me, and I uh, there's only two angles that make me look as good as possible. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I mean, go ahead. Well, you know, one of the things I've noticed over time is that that people are getting more and more sophisticated uh, first of all, about their audio setups. So, you know, you can you can live with bad video, but as you know from podcasts, uh, you know, bad audio uh, is uh, is unforgivable. And so, you know, we we find people more and more, you know, buying uh, you know separate uh, microphones, you know, apart from their you know their built-in uh, microphone on their PC. Uh, and then you started having people pay attention to their backgrounds. Uh, and uh, and you, you're seeing kind of more and more elaborately staged spaces. And, and people are getting the fact that they shouldn't be sitting in front of a window. No matter how pretty the view is out, out there, you know, they're going to end up looking like a silhouette. Uh, they're learning to frame their shots like, like uh, uh, a newscast frames an anchorman, you know, with with only 10% of the uh, of the frame kind of above their head and uh, uh, and really filling the frame uh, you're seeing uh, you're seeing uh, you know performance uh, uh, as part of the storytelling uh, in the form of of using the full uh, uh, toolkit that people have for human communication visually you know using gestures and props and body language and facial expressions and the like. And I think that, that you know, one of the things that's, that's happened is that, uh, you know, as, uh, as I say, you know, we're looking at, at investor conferences a lot. So, so most of our guests are, are you know, CEOs and CFOs. Um, and, uh, you know, some of them kid about, uh, you know, having, uh, having faces uh, uh, made for radio. Uh, but uh, many of them have gotten really, really comfortable with the medium. And a lot of that comfort, I think, is coming not only from doing this professionally, but also from the time that they're spending with their families uh, on, uh, uh, on Zoom calls, you know, uh, talking to the kids away at college or, or talking to their you know, their, their uh, you know, faraway relatives or friends, you know, having virtual dinners. And, and uh, you know, over time, people are getting much more relaxed uh, about uh, the medium. You're also seeing people dressing down, um, sometimes to an extreme. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, you know, there's, there's, there's actually a, a whole new form of business casual, which is kind of Zoom casual. You know, and what's interesting about that, I, I, I mean, I don't dress up. I haven't worn a suit in, uh, I don't know, nine, 11 months here. Um, and definitely don't wear a tie and a, and a shirt <laughs> during the day. But, no, you know, I did a live stream yeah, with Sam. Yeah, no more information about what you're wearing or not wearing, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
but I did a I did a show with a, which is actually the podcast episode that that was scheduled to publish right before this one with Sam Horn, right, the mm-hmm. author, and um, you know we live streamed it, and I just wore my T-shirt. I mean, I didn't dress up. I do like to shave before I go on a live stream uh, when it's video. But you're you're right. It's you know you you kind of you pick the battles where you want to look good, right? And um, my battle has been I, I'd like to have a decent haircut, uh, which of course I don't have much hair. You know, I like to mm-hmm. shave, but but that's pretty much it. Um, so very very true. But w- what tips do you have to make uh, appearances more um, more entertaining, more fun? I mean, it's like. One thing I always have to remember is look at the camera, not don't look at no, the exactly. screen. Oh, um, you know, that's uh, but that's hard because the camera is not by where the screen is and the screen is showing me. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the one of the things that I've always done is I've actually uh, put a um, a post-it note with a hole where the camera is and a big arrow that actually points at the uh, uh, at, at where the camera is you know, to remind me that that's, you know, that that's really the uh, the eye line for the audience. You know, so many people, uh, uh, you know, don't look on the right uh, eye line and, and it looks, you know, frankly weird, especially if they've got, you know, uh, a side screen. You know, sometimes you, you get talking ears, right, uh, as opposed to, uh, uh, to talking heads. Um, so, you know, th- those are the kinds of things um, uh, that, and 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 I mentioned, I mentioned uh, you know thinking about uh, of about framing, thinking about audio, uh, thinking about backgrounds, um, but but also uh, you know really really importantly, uh, you know not being not being stiff about it, but but actually you know using using all the tools you have. Um, uh, you know I talk with my hands. I'm talking with my hands now. You don't see it, uh, but. Maybe you sense it, right? Um, uh, uh, and and that that really you know seems to 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 uh, uh, to uh, uh, loosen uh, you know loosen me up. Um, and uh, uh, you know I use props a lot. Um, and uh, you know I I also use our platform, which uh, which allows for. Uh, synchronized, uh, you know, presentations, uh, you know, side-by-side presentations and illustrations and things like that. You don't want to use PowerPoint as a crutch, uh, but um, but it is useful. You know, we all dump on PowerPoint, but we all use it, um, or a lot of us use it. Uh, but it has to be used, you know, judiciously and, and constructively uh, and, and really, you know, help advance the story. Yeah, I I try not to lose uh, use it for sure. Uh, I, I think PowerPoint, most PowerPoints are terrible, uh, so so I try to have a few graphics here and there. But in your system, basically, how Content Marketing Institute did that, they had the speaker and then they had the the slides at the right time next to the speaker. I mean, that seems to be a relatively easy process to to put that together once you have both. Yeah, items. exactly. And and you know, so you 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 take the video, you synchronize in the slides. Um, and, uh, uh, and then, you know, you can make the slides go away at, at, uh, at the right time. You can make them big if they're, you know, if they're, if, if they don't take your advice and, and, you know, they're, they're producing eye charts with too much information, but, but, you know, sometimes there's a lot of data on a slide and, and, and you really got to see it so you can blow it up, 
um, uh, and and that can be done from the you know from the uh, from the producers and uh, uh, and 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 so it does create a little bit more of a of a um, you know dynamic uh, experience. You know, I've always been frustrated. For example, you know, one of the things I find frustrating about TED Talks uh, is is that TED Talks often have spectacular images, right? And I remember going to a lot of the early TED conferences back in Monterey, uh, and you know, you could really kind of you know get absorbed in the images and in the people, and you know, you had the ability to uh, to uh, you know move your focus from the speaker to the uh, uh, to the slides and and the like. When when uh, when TED talks are captured on video, the director is making all the decisions about what you're looking at. And I, I always find, for example, that um, you know, the images that I really want to look at and study and understand uh, are always up you know, far too short. Um, but, uh, but even when I'm studying them, I actually want to see uh, the, you know, the expressions and the body language and, and, uh, uh, and you know, what the, what the speaker is trying to do. So, so it is really helpful to have, you know, both available and give the viewer the ability to, uh, you know, draw his or her attention um, as he or she pleases and as he or she is interested in either the, the you know, the, the, the speaker's dynamics or, the, or, or what's going on in the image. Yeah, and of course today it should be all about the audience. Uh, that's one one easy way to connect with them and engage them better. Uh, how how do people use your your platform? I mean, can I just go on and sign up for it, or is it uh, like high level enterprise B two B, or or what's like? It's what's kind of setup? all of the above. So so you know we do have you know obviously you know very you know sophisticated high end packaged uh, you know services for uh, for. Uh, conferences that you know roll together, uh, you know, creative work and and platform and and management and all that stuff, and that can run you know tens even hundreds of thousands of dollars for for a mega conference. Uh, but we also have uh, a very low cost self service um, uh, version uh, that ranges from free for um, uh, you know for some limited use uh, to you know, um, anywhere from, you know, 50 to $200 a, a month, depending on, you know, the feature set uh, that you want to enable and the, and, and the kinds of, um, of, uh, um, of uh, or the, the volume of content that you're actually creating uh, and, uh, and managing. And then for, you know, for educators and for students, um, there are much lower cost options. There are about there are about uh, yeah, four hundred fifty thousand people who actually uh, have downloaded and, and registered uh, and started using Novio. Got it. And what's what's the website? Where do people sign up, or how do they get in touch? Yeah, uh, um, uh, it's uh, www.novio. That's k n o v i o dot com. K-N-O-V-I-O dot com. 
and you can That's sign right. up right there to uh, to see what plan uh, you might need for your conference as you're moving forward. Um, there is there's also an article on authenticstorytelling.net. We'll link to that as well uh, that I wrote when the uh, coronavirus pandemic first hit. Some initial thoughts on uh, how to quickly move your event online. At the end of the day, whether your event is online or offline, uh, it needs to be engaging. We can't have all these uh, boring monologues. Make it fun, make it engaging, have good topics. Content marketing world certainly has that um, uh, every year, uh, 10th year this year. Michael, it was great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your knowledge and your insights. In, uh, into it was really a pleasure. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time.